hello. Hello, haunted heart. Did I just hurt, hurted, hurt friends? Hurted, hurt friends. Hurted, hurt. I'm going to make a meme now that's going to go in the group me. Hurted, hurted, hurt friends. <laughs> Have you listened to the hurted, hurt? God damn it. I don't even, I can't even say the name of my own we show. We can't at even this get point. through one fucking intro, like, <laughs> I flawlessly. I cannot say the name of my show. Jesus Christ. God. Pretty soon we're going to get to, like, episode, like, 100, and I'm going to be like, words will have completely left me. Episode 100 is just radio silence. <laughs> Instead of like stuttering and ums, it'll be like, uh, oh, what's that book that, um, uh, <laughs> oh, it'll be like the yellow wallpaper, that short story where it starts out and everything's fine and then progressively the protagonist goes insane. And so by the end of it, they're just completely nuts. If you haven't read the yellow wallpaper, read it. It's great. It's really, really good. Sounds Old good. Old school goth shit for Sounds you. good. Old school goth nerd shit. Yellow wallpaper. Yeah, it's very good. Have you read it? I think I have. I remember that. Ooh, it's very Did good. we read that in school? I don't think we were allowed to read it in school. But I heard about I it somewhere. I remember it somewhere. I, do we? I don't, yeah, it's somewhere. In fourth grade, we read some horrifying story where um, I remember that we were far too young to read it. But it was like this terrifying story where this guy checks in at this bed and breakfast and he notices that, like, there are people hanging out in the lobby just chilling. And, like, there's a guy in a rocking chair. And there are these people playing checkers. And, like, everything's chill. And, like, the person who runs the B&B is a little weird. And he's like, that's a little strange. But everything's probably fine. And then later, I think that morning or later that night, he served some tea. And it tastes faintly of almonds. And, you know, the the taste of almonds is a big hint for cyanide poisoning. Ooh, yeah. And then he realizes in his last few moments of lucidity before he succumbs to cyanide poisoning that all the people that he saw earlier were, like, stuffed. And the B&B person had been killing guests and stuffing them. Nice. Yeah. We were far too young for that shit. And people wonder why I'm fucked up now. Blame That's it all I'm... on the... U.S. education system. All of it. On them fucking outdated textbooks that we had because we went to school in a poor county. You know, that is one of the things that I like. I liked most about the textbooks was I liked going back into the front, like when you used to write, like, who owned the book for that year. Yeah. And, like, seeing who owned the book before me. Yeah. Even though I wouldn't know their names. I'm just like, what's your history? What are you about? Yeah. Who I are mean, you? I still like doing that in the thrift store with, like, books where nothing delights me more than buying a book from the thrift store that somebody donated from their personal collection or whatever. And it has like their name in it. So every new book that I get, I write my name and the year that I got it in it. Oh, I love like finding shit written in books. Yeah. I like finding plane tickets in there. I found a bus ticket one time. That was cool. Hmm. Um, yeah. It irks the shit out of my mother that I write in books, but I mean, they're books, not Bibles people. Come on. Well, <laughs> uh speaking of bibles uh i think that leads us in we actually have a pod li- a pod light pod light a pod light i'm not mm. mad at it pod light that was that was actually an accident spot pod spot 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 light we have a spot light i don't know i'm not 
I don't hate it. We have it. a pod light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh, have a pod light today. Uh, so we have some friends over uh, at I Got the Hell Out. And it's a actually a really, really, really cool podcast. Spoiler alert, she did. Yeah, she did. Um, no, but it's uh, a podcast uh, about uh, Debbie. It also has her friend Laura. Uh, Laura in it, yeah. And Debbie actually uh, spent 10 years in a, uh, a cult yeah. that and was it like... It sounds like... Um, Kind of similar to the Twelve Tribes cult that we bit, covered. Yeah. It is not the same cult, uh, but it sounds it's like Old Testament and gender roles and Doomsday, God is angry, all of that stuff. And, so, but also love, but also like an angry kind of love, and not my <laughs> kind of angry love, not the fun kind of angry love. Um, yeah, different, different sort of thing. No leather involved. I'm thinking only <laughs> no un unwashed denim oh my god Katie. and like fucking <laughs> shitty unwashed, skirts unwashed denim no skirts. ankles allowed crew yeah. cut socks i think they get the picture <laughs> anyway go listen to their podcast yeah it's very they, cool especially if you liked our episode um that we did on cults and secret societies you'd be into you'd be into their yeah totally um you can type of vibe uh, yeah you can definitely just search them find their podcast uh they are weekly. I think they try to um, come out on Saturdays yeah. for the most part. So, uh, yeah, definitely go head over and check them out. Yep. So, also, all right. And then also, we have had the shittiest weather Yeah. over the past couple of days. Yeah. Even though, well, no, it's not shitty. It is shitty weather, but I love it because it's rain and I'm fine, but I'm a little mad. It makes because, me want to sleep all day. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But I can't sleep all day. I can. Ugh. Because on days like tonight where I have to go in late, I can sleep all day and it's rainy and it's fine. So, but I'm a little mad because Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson canceled their concert mm. due to the crazy rain and I'm a little pissed off and so Wait, are a bunch of other people. they canceled due to the rain? Yeah, man. I was, where were they coming? Uh, Jiffy Loop, Jiffy Loop Live. I was literally just there last night. Were you really? Hmm? Um, there was a concert for Weezer and the Pixies and Sleigh Bells did a concert there. And it fucking rained on us. And they didn't give a fuck. They didn't cancel. Weezer was like, fuck that rain. I don't give a shit. Where's my guitar? I, I don't think I could do that. I don't give know me that my I Nirvana could. I would have to be sleeves. like in a special state of mind to like sit and be no, like wet. No, like... it was so good. So I knew that it was, I knew that it was supposed to rain. So I was like, how do I deal with this? I don't want to be miserable. And I can't wear ponchos because I'm. I run hot, so I just can't have a poncho locking in all of my heat because I just fucking bake myself like a sweet, sweet baked potato. And I didn't <laughs> want to do that because I would be angry. Uh, so I like had this bathing suit that I was like, this looks like a bodysuit. And I hear young people wear bodysuits nowadays, and I'm a young people, sort of. So I'm going to try this. So I put that on and like some shorts and like a kimono and I was like, fuck it, I'm ready to go. And it actually worked out really well because it started monsoon fucking pouring as soon as we got there. And so I was like, I'm prepared. And I just like took my shorts off and didn't give a fuck about anything. And uh, we had um, we actually had seats, but we moved back to the lawn because I was making people uncomfortable dancing in front of them in my bathing suit. So we moved to the lawn where everybody went much higher 
and I danced in the rain and the mud under the full moon and just fucking. So you were just all kinds of like creepy, like not creepy, but like fucking mystical, like a hundred percent, like witch, like, like, like dancing were... under the full moon, mother of all witches, realness, witch mother, you. realness. Yeah. That's what was going yes, on. Yes, yes, I love that. Yep. I love witch Katie mother. the witch mother. Witch mother. If you want to add witch a little mother. if you want to add a little LGBT twist witch to it. Witch mother. Witch mother. If it's a Friday night girl. The house of witch. If it, <laughs> yes, the house of witch. Actually, I love that. Can that be my thing? Can I have that? Yeah, you can have it, man. I want to I want to start the house of witch. House of witch. Yeah. I want that. But no, it was very cool. I think it's really fucking funny that Weezer was like, fuck it, we'll play it. We don't give a fuck. And Marilyn Manson was like, eh, rain. <laughs> it, it was maybe pouring a little bit heavier. It probably though, was a lot worse. Day. No shade to Marilyn Manson. No, I think it's it was, cool. no, 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 no. Because that was the night, that was the day. It was like pouring and it had rained like Forever. all day. Yeah. It was probably just um, like the whole because the way yeah. that that is like the the lawn slopes into the seats so if it's like a, a crazy amount of rain it just isn't safe yeah i mean there were drunk people falling all over at the at the weezer concert too so to the drunk girl who tried to kiss me not into that <laughs> not when you're drunk consent. i'm into i'm into consent i'm into <laughs> consent baby and when you don't know where you are and you can't fucking stand up you can't consent nope so nope but Thanks for trying to dance. Appreciate it. <laughs> it was that vibe you were giving off, No, man. there was, so there was that girl, and then there was another, she was totally fucking lost. God bless her. Her friends had fucking abandoned her annoying ass, um, and that was terrible. She <laughs> was she's not a listener. I mean, no, she was really, she seemed like a sweet, I don't know, she wasn't very con- coherent, um, but she wandered off. She was drunk and falling around all over the place, but she seemed like a sweet girl. I mean, she really did, though. <laughs> I mean, but all drunk girls are mostly sweet, except for the ones who get loud and mad. Um, but no, then another then another person that we did not know came up and like put an arm around my neck. And y- you know how I am about that shit. Yeah. Y'all know I don't fuck with shit like that. Uh-uh. I have a true crime podcast. Do not fucking come up to me in the darkness and slip a fucking arm around my neck. No, ma'am. But I was like, this is, this is okay. This is, this appears to be a friendly arm. <laughs> appears. Yeah. Don't they all? <laughs> but it was just some drunk girl who was like, I've never even heard of Weezer, but we're here. And I was like, that's cool, girl. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I am, it's but fine. I'm here, bitch. <laughs> yes. I mean, she was having a great time. I was like, you should probably come up to somebody who's like freaking out and knows all the words and just talk over all the songs. That's great. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Have fun. So, uh, I think it's time that we dive in and give the kids what they're hungry for. Mm. So I like that. I like that pun. Yeah. A little bit of hungry for a little bit of human. Yeah. A little human meat. A little bit of little meat up on these sushi. bones. Little, little human stew going on. I think that we would be particularly good candidates for cannibalism. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. If the situation arose where I needed to eat someone in order to survive, i.e. Donner Party. Yeah. <clears throat> Would you eat me? Uh, Would you eat me? 
<laughs> if you were dead, well, well, it was no. Already dead. <laughs> <Would> you... <laughs> well, no. Uh, but I mean, if you had died, I felt like it, I feel like I I would. I would be I would cool just with that. Like, yeah, and I'd be cool if you did the same. Yeah. No, I would. If this I. This is why I had... we. Uh, this is why we're friends, y'all. <laughs> if I had already died, like no harm, no foul, dude. Just go ahead. It's I mean, funny. It's yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Make sure I'm not floating around in there still. But other than that. Yeah. I mean, I'd smack you a couple of times. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> hey. Hey. You awake? <laughs> there actually was a crazy story about a guy who um, he wanted to uh, be eaten or he wanted to. He made tacos out of himself. Oh. <laughs> I just remembered this. I'm so mad that I didn't like. Research. Yeah. So he had his leg amputated for some reason. Um, like he had gotten it dam it was damaged somehow. Um yeah, he got in a motorcycle crash that like damaged his foot beyond repair. And so the doctor like had to amputate it and he asked if he could keep it. And they actually let him, which is fucking ridiculous. And then he um <laughs> like three weeks later, he cooked his foot. And like made it into tacos, and fed it to ten of his friends. Ooh. Fajita tacos made from his uh, severed leg, foot or foot or leg, uh, leg. I think it was leg. So they Mostly let him keep foot, his whole leg. leg. I think. <laughs> Hold I, on. I don't okay, know so how much me, leg it was. Let me get this. Let me get this wrapped up for you. That was this year, dude. I think. Uh, no, I. There's also an instance. No, that was two years ago. That was 2016. Apparently, he made apple strudel, quiche puff pastries, fruit tarts, and chocolate cake. They drank gin lemonade, punches, and mimosas. Oh, nice. And they ate fajita tacos made of his leg. His name was... Did um, they know or no? Yes. They did know. Yeah, they did know. I think it would be illegal if they didn't know, but they did know, and so then it was fine. It was July 2016. Well, I mean, there's consent. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, that was here. That was this state, too. It was not somewhere random. That was here in Virginia? Yeah. It, I, uh, am I fucking this up? Hang on. He... Um, oh, does it tell me where? Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. Apparently the U.S. doesn't have a federal law banning cannibalism. No, they don't. There's laws against murder, buying, and selling human meat, but if you like feed your own body to people, I don't think you can... But then there was that no. case of that guy um, in in uh, Poland where he um, – there was like this guy – Are you guy talking who, about the Craigslist guy? Yeah. He put an ad out for wanting uh, like a volunteer to like – Yeah, and For someone responded. to come in and they responded. So, yeah, I think that was a man and they met. They had sex. Oh, they had sex? Yeah, they had sex before oh. and then he um, – if it's the same guy, he – um, they had sex, and then afterwards they sliced off his genitals Ooh. and tried to eat them, but then found that they were too rubbery chewy. Yeah, and too, too chewy. chewy. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the that. guy was like, I think he tried cooking it and eating it, but he let the man like bleed out or was like trying to let him like bleed out so he'll die, and the man just like would not die so he killed him mm. but i mean the that's what the man like he wanted that he he came with the he expectation came of with dying the, with the with the expectation of dying yeah which is still fucked up and wrong and like not Ugh. not good but Ugh. uh it wasn't like a case of like 
it wasn't. I mean, he allowed himself to. He be allowed murdered. himself, so it's kind it of like assisted, like sui- sui- yeah. assisted suicide almost. Yeah, assisted suicide with a twist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking um, at this article on this motherfucker who fed his friends his feet, and basically, he the reason why he did it is that he wanted to fucking keep his foot because it was part of him. But it was See, too a, it was too expensive to freeze dry his foot because it would have been twelve hundred dollars. See, that's some he said you if shit, I had though. had the money, I would have done it. But instead, he just fucking ate it. That's some you shit though. What that I want it to be part of me? Well, no, it's like this is my I body would, part. I want to keep it. I probably would. And then ask if you like keep couldn't it. keep it, then like, oh well, I guess it's coming back into my body. <laughs> I probably would keep it, but I would like bury it and have it grow say. a tree. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be my foot tree. <laughs> I would want to try to figure out a way to keep it, not preserved, but maybe like plasticized or something, which I guess is still expensive, but like, I don't know. You can have it in like the display case. There's actually also a, a, a case of a guy who, he who's an artist actually, and he had, he was born with a deformity in his hip. So he had surgery to remove part of his hip bone. Uh-huh. And he asked the doctors to keep it, and they also allowed him to keep it. But huh. this was like a tiny little piece of, like, bone, like hip bone. So oh, he took that's it home. Really cool. Well, he took it home oh, and no. then it boiled cool? it, and like ate the um the marrow. Yeah, out of it because he said no, he wanted to know what no. it tastes like, and so it turned into this like, like. like artsy like consuming myself type thing um and he said it tasted see this is where we get a little a little awkward because a lot of people say that it human meat tastes like chicken some people say it tastes like i would think it would taste like pork some people do say pork. Which I don't remember what it tastes like because I ain't, I ain't fucked with pork in like 15 years you either get like chicken or pork some people say like veal Ooh. Um, I've only ever had veal like once in my life, and I don't Some remember being say the beefy. biggest fan. The foot guy said beefy. Yeah, I oh. think to me it would depend on the person. You know what I mean? Like I feel like everybody would probably taste a little bit different yeah. depending on your, your lifestyle, your diet, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I feel like. Yeah, I mean I agree. I mean. I would taste depending like, on how we want to define cannibalism. Mm. People what would do I taste, taste like? different. Probably fucking pizza with pineapple and olives on it. <laughs> Both of us fucking would. Yeah. The haunted a... heart special, bitch. Mm-hmm. Extra cheese, pineapple, definitely. and some black olives on that bitch. I think we so, would taste good. There's actually, um, but see, it, the only thing is, is that. Like you can catch some like nasty things. From People are fucking gr- disgusting, right? People so, are a hundred percent disgusting. There's actually a thing called like the cannibals disease. Is it like mad cow, but for people? Kind of. It's kind of like mad cow disease in animals. So, um, it's like there's this brain disease it's like a very rare like it's neurodegenerative that's a big word yes it is that's a big word for a podcast um but the pathogens uh called prions affect proteins in the brain which causes your 
brain damage and it essentially causes your brain to become like a sponge Ooh. so it becomes spongy uh, and it's pretty progressive typically always fatal mm. uh and so what happens is like in the case of like you get some tribes that like um or some people that consume the flesh of others because it's like ritualistic or symbolic mm-hmm. in some sort of way mm-hmm. um but there are instances where people have done that and ate other members and then catch this disease and they eventually um, lose like all control of like bodily functions because their brain, you know, it's neurodegenerative. So it's just destroying them. And, and that's because of, you know, fucking eating other people that have this disease. Yeah. So it sounds exactly like mad cow in, in cows. Yeah. Because that, that you, I think, I think that mad cow either spreads or was created when some cow ate another cow. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's true. I don't fucking know. I have no sources for it whatsoever. If you want sources, you're in the wrong place, friend. Um, yeah. I would believe that you would get sick from eating people. But it's cannibalism actually has been around forever, like since we've been around. Go figure. <laughs> um, yep. But like, well, since probably before we were around, because cannibalism has been seen in animals too. But um, one of the interesting ones that I had seen, like examples of ritualistic cannibalism, was the um, the Gimi tribe, or it could also be the Jimi tribe. They're in Papua New Guinea. Um, apparently, like for this particular tribe, the mother figure is depicted as a punishing deity, and they attribute problems like male impotence, um, lack of milk in new mothers, and female infertility to the mother robbing vital energy from the dead, which leaves less for the living. So accordingly, uh, their practice of cannibalism a female it's basically a female ritual where the women eat the bodies of their own children husbands and parents as a way to counteract the life-draining powers of the mother mother deity got it so the mother like consumes of their witch mother. children <laughs> yeah the witch mother <laughs> exactly but you know i'm not into eating people Mm-mm. i'm a little into consuming them but not eating them does that you make know, sense yeah you know, a really good film to watch is actually, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Cannibal Holocaust. Have you ever seen it or heard of it? I've heard about it, but yeah. I don't think I've seen it. Um, that's my that's my film recommendation for the episode is okay. uh, Cannibal Holocaust. It's pretty well known, I feel like. Um, it was made like in the early 80s, I believe, late 70s, early 80s. Um, but it's an Italian horror film, so you know it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was actually... It's, Kind of like um, in the same vein of like the Green Inferno mm-hmm. that came out recently, but def like hella better. The only thing is, is that they actually like in the film they actually showed like real live like abuse of animals, uh, which is not, not cool. Okay. No, um, and it was actually it's still banned. I feel like in a couple of uh, in a couple of countries, but it. They, when it first really was released, the director was actually like investigated because they thought that he like actually killed people. I think I've heard about that. Yeah, like that controversy. Yeah, I wonder. Um, but if it was kind of like, yeah. So it's a really, it's a pretty cool film to watch, minus like the the slaughtering of animals on film. 
for film. <laughs> yeah. Um, not cool. Not cool. Uh, but it was done in like a flashback, like law, like found footage mm. type. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like definitely a precursor to like when we talk about Blair the Witch, Blair Witch like yeah. came later. Huh. So I definitely recommend trying it out. It is not for everybody. It is very gory. Um, but like we're talking about cannibalism here. So as a side note, before we get into what we're talking about, like if you're not into like gore or like, cause there are some like pretty disgusting things that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So just fair, fair warning now. Yeah. We probably should have warned you about that before we talked about the guy who fed his foot to his friends, but unfortunately it's like... not all also lighthearted and consensual. Yeah, it's not. So And alive. And also feel like it's that it, that's on a different level than what we're probably going to be going into, yeah. so that's true. So, so you know. here's turn back now. Maybe not the best thing to listen to on your lunch break. Turn back now or maybe the best thing or, to listen or, to or on your lunch so. break. Maybe potentially this is true um so who's going first am i going first yeah you go first okay so i was told today um that kenny also has a fucking case today i do that we both have cases i don't really know how it's fucking i don't know how cannibalism it's fucking cannibalism like there's so many good ones yeah no i know this is like the one thing where it's like ugh. Murder probably happened. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. It's a, um, I would say the murder is a strong prerequisite, but as we saw with the foot taco guy, not, not necessary. However, yeah. probably a, a, a prerequisite for cannibalism yeah. is being a, being a murderer. Anywho. Um, so I will be covering the case of cannibal killer, Catherine Knight. Catherine Knight. Catherine Mary Knight, to be specific. And that's knight like suit of armor, not knight like the opposite of day. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, but we don't really want to like her, so it's okay, I think. Okay. I think it's okay. Um, so we're going to be uh, discussing um, her crime i found out about this case from a really 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 cool show which is now my fucking favorite i actually found it in connection with our topic last week because last week we talked about australia but there is actually a show called crimes that shook australia and it's an australian true crime series that came out in 2014 (laughs) it's fucking fantastic and you can find some of the episodes on youtube because i had a hell of a fucking week and i decided that i wanted somebody else to do my work for me so i stole it from a crime procedural cool yep i'm a real podcaster mom so Catherine knight spoiler alert is the first australian woman to be sentenced to life imprisonment without parole okay first ever her crime which happened in 2001 i want to take a look at her beginnings because in this case um her like the way that her life mm, let's see there were lots of warning signs with her and like there was a lot of build-up to her crime it wasn't like she was like some unassuming person who out of nowhere did this um she was born and raised in a very dysfunctional family environment so her mother whose name was barbara barb barb her mother's first marriage, she had four boys, um, four male children, and they lived in a really like rural 
conservative town and then her mom decided that she wanted to have an affair with this guy began that relationship and it kind of got out of hand everybody found out it was a huge scandal so she and ken were forced to leave none of the four boys went with her two of them stayed with the father and then two of them went to be raised by their aunt and sydney so that is kind of unusual right yeah yeah so she essentially starts over she has she's like what does my life need? Four more children. So she has four more children with Ken. More children. Let's just replace all those just children that fucking. I just left. Just keep fucking. Hey, keep fu- just keep fucking is like my motto. However, I'm going to need you to not be spitting out quadruplets. Quadruplets? Yeah. No. Every man that you meet. Nope. You don't need to have four children by every nope. man that you meet. Anyway, enough judgment of Barbara. Um. So... uh. Barbara has four sons, or I'm, I'm sorry, not four sons, had four additional children with Ken, um, two of which were a pair of twin girls who were born in 1955, and Catherine was one of those twins. She was the youngest, the younger of the two. So she was a twin. Yes, she was a twin. Okay. When she was four, uh, her stepfather, which I guess is kind of like, she, he was referred to as her stepfather, but it was like her mother's first husband. He died, and the two boys who lived with him moved in with Barbara and Ken. So they moved into um, Catherine's house. Wait, 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 wait. Barbara and Ken. Oh, my God. Uh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> Whoa. Barb and Ken. I think it was. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I think it was far from a dream house, though. Can we be real? Far from a dream house. I don't think we were headed. Damn, that would be a good episode title, but it doesn't really go with what we're talking about. Hmm. I don't know. Far from a dream house. Far from a dream. The house. life and times of Barb and me. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so Barb and Ken uh, inherit these two boys. Uh, and apparently Ken was an alcoholic who used a lot of violence and intimidation to, like, straight-up rape Barbara. Oh, sorry. It's set up to... No, you cannot fucking be laughing. I'm just... you. Now I can't get plastic Ken out of my Oh, plastic alcoholic Ken. Plastic alcoholic. Who's like, fuck my life. Who fucking hates Barbie and... Oh, my God. Okay, all right. We're good. Serious. Serious. It's a sitcom on Adult Swim. Anywho... Apparently, he was, like, a really, he was a real motherfucker. Like, he was a piece of shit. He used to supposedly rape um, Catherine's mom up to ten times a day, which is crazy. Um, And then, apparently, the mother didn't shield her daughters from anything that was happening, not blaming her, just saying she was very open about how terrible everything was. She gave the girls intimate details of her sex life and how much she hated sex and men. So from a very early age, Catherine Knight was kind of introduced to man-hating um, from very, very early on. That's important. Uh, apparently, later on in life, when Catherine went to her mother and talked about how one of her partners wanted to take part in a particular sex act that she didn't want to perform, I have no idea what it was. They wouldn't tell me. Um, Barbara told her to just anal. put up with it and stop complaining. It was anal. It might have been. It probably was. But apparently her mom just gave her the advice of putting up with it and stop complaining, which is not cool. Yeah, not winning any Mom of the Year awards, really. No. Uh, Catherine claims that she was frequently sexually assaulted by members of her family, though importantly not by her father. She excluded him from those allegations. 
Apparently, she said that continued until she was 11 years old. Some psychiatrists who talked with her have their doubts that those allegations might be true, you know? They're not sure that that is true, but um, they basically are forced to accept that claim since all the family family members back it up. And that could be okay. for many reasons, you okay. know? So, um, apparently... Um, she was only ever close to her uncle, whose name was Oscar, and she was devastated when he committed suicide in 19, uh, 1969. And she claims that his ghost continues to visit her. And that year, in 1969, when he committed suicide, Catherine's family moved back to Aberdeen. So where her mother had originally started out, right, basically. Right. So she was kind of remembered by her classmates as a bully, from very early on, she assaulted at least one boy at school with a weapon and was once injured by a teacher who was found to have acted in self-defense. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but other than that, they say that she was a model student. Okay. And that she earned awards for good behavior, other than when um, she was enraged and threatening teachers. Uh, okay. Yeah. Regardless, she left school when she was 15, and she hadn't learned to read or write. I guess every year Um, she was just like, bitch, I'll cut you to the teachers so that they would pass her, I guess. No idea how you... Model student. I guess. Can't read or write. Assaulted teacher. Um, What does this tell us about like the education system in Australia? Model student, can't read or write. Guys, I need y'all to like, Australian listeners, if you want to send us like, let us know how that works. Like... Let if you know. can read if and you write, can read or write, <laughs> I'm just really interested to know as to why someone in this like educational system would be considered a model student in this instance. I guess she just didn't cause any problems. I don't know. I mean, except for when she was causing problems, right? <laughs> right. Very odd. Um, regardless, so she she left school at 15, um, and she became a cutter in a clothing factory. She said that this was uh, about a year later she left to start what she called her dream job, which was cutting awful at the local abattoir. Cutting what? Cutting awful? Yeah. Awful. O-F-F-A-L. I think that awful is like a... um, I'm not sure what awful is, but I know that basically she was... The abattoir was like a... I think it's like an Australian version of a grocery store, like a butcher shop. Oh. Yeah. So she got a job there and she was quickly promoted to boning and she was given her own set of butcher knives. So basically she was a butcher. Okay. And that was like her dream job. Oh my God. She was into that job. Right. At home apparently she hung the knives over her bed so that they would quote, always be handy if I needed them. Okay. And she basically did that that for her whole life. Not mad about that. I mean... What you need them for, though? Listen, I'm gonna tell you what. I am about an edged weapon, okay? Like, but I'm if not you a hang gun, them over I'm your a... bed, like, bitch, what if they fucking fall on you in the night? What if you're having some particularly active activities in your well, bed, yeah, and then that. your fucking I'm just knives not fall on to you? Keeping them around, 
Yeah. I'm not a gun I'm person, not opposed to keeping them around, like but literally good... not around my head as I'm sleeping. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that one. Also, I don't trust a motherfucker. I ain't putting a knife above my head and then losing consciousness because somebody going to stab you. True. Moving on. <laughs> um. So she met her first husband. Catherine met her first husband. He was actually a co-worker of hers. She met him in 1973. And supposedly she just totally dominated this dude. He, apparently he, it was like reported that he liked her because whenever he would get in bar fights or whatever, she would back him up in fist, <laughs> in fist fights. Okay. Which is kind of fucking cool. But at the same time, like in reality, it's one of those things that's like, it seems really cool as an idea. And then like in reality, it's like the most redneck, awful white trash thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So she was apparently well known for our offering armed combat to anybody who upset her. <laughs> they got married in 1974. David Kellett, uh, it was his name. And they married in 1974, and apparently at her request, she wanted them to arrive to their service, their wedding service, on her motorcycle. And he was drunk, also. I mean, so there's elements to this that I like. (laughs) (laughs) I think what you're seeing is like a Lady Gaga music video, and in reality, what we had was like backwoods white trash See, I'm just imagining realness. like Lady Gaga style like riding in on the motorcycle in Judas with like yeah like I think your mistake is that you're seeing her as like really hot when in reality She's it wasn't not. quite <laughs> you know it was I mean you can google it um up to you I mean I guess people have different tastes but apparently on their wedding day Barbara uh Catherine's mother had some advice for the groom to be. Oh God! So she sidles up to mom him. Mom of the year. She sidles up to him on his wedding day. Maybe takes his hand gently. Maybe leans in, and she says, "All of this is a direct quote. You better watch out. You better watch this one, or she'll fucking kill you. Stir oh. her up the wrong way, or do the wrong thing, and you're fucked. Don't ever think of playing up on her, cheating on her. She'll fucking kill you." Well, end quote. Again, there's elements to this that I like. <laughs> <laughs> so, I appreciate. I also feel the, like you could potentially say that to like my I would say future that. husband. I would say that to. I would no. I would literally say that to anybody. I don't. I mean, I, I appreciate the uh, the candor. Candor. Kenny's like, let me just bookmark this. Let me take that quote down. Thank you. I'm just like it. Except for it your would probably day. be like, no, it would, yeah. I, I, it'd be more like, we will both kill you. <laughs> Fuck with her. You're fucking with me. We will kill you. <laughs> Intense stare. <laughs> Intense stare. All right. Can I get anybody any drinks? Would you like some punch? <laughs> <laughs> Have a beautiful rest of your life. Hope it's very long. No. <laughs> um, apparently, later that night, on their wedding night, uh, Catherine tried to strangle him. <laughs> later, she explained that it was just because he, he fell asleep after only having sex three times. <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. Part of me is like, girl. Go ahead and say it. I mean, I... 
there I mean, are I understand your frustration. <laughs> but at the same time, if you strangle him, you ain't never having sex with him again, true, baby. True. Like, like just... he doesn't like me anymore. Why? He only fucked me three times. <laughs> oh. What? Yep. No. Baby, he didn't have nothing else to give. Like, yes. I'm surprised he went three. Yeah. Shit. I hope that he had Gatorade. He probably passed the fuck out. Damn, honey. She was riding a wet noodle at some point. <laughs> fuck. Oh, no. Yeah. So apparently, uh, the wedding night set the tone for the marriage. It proved to be particularly violent. And there were, like, all kinds of, like, crazy shit that happened. She hit him across the back of the head with a frying pan because he had arrived home late from a darts <laughs> competition after after he reached the finals and said competition. So that man was triumphant about his darts competition. Hit him in the head with a frying pan. Mm-hmm. She said you might have reached the finals of the competition, but your ass was late. Damn. Yeah. Um... Who were you fucking at this competition? <laughs> she was oh my jealous. God. Maybe. Because she... he wasn't hitting that bullseye. He was hitting some other one. Well, apparently, funny that you would bring that up. Oh, did he? This Fuck. dumbass man. <laughs> no. Apparently, not victim blaming, just saying, if she is going to fucking strangle you because you only fucked her three times, you probably shouldn't cheat on her, baby. Just get the divorce first and then figure the rest of it out after. Don't even get the fucking divorce. Like, that's... You pull some damn, like... You fake your death. (laughs) Fake your death. You pull... What's that movie with uh, Sandra Bullock? Is it Sandra Bullock? Oh, yeah. Sleeping with the Enemy? Yeah. You pull some sleeping with the enemy shit and you Mm -hmm. get the fuck out. You start you a new life with a new man. (laughs) With a new man. Or man. Or man. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever. Apparently, shortly after the birth of their first child, David um, left her for another woman and he moved to Queensland. God. Sorry the next for you, man. day, Catherine was seen pushing her brand new baby down, main, down the main street of the town and she was violently throwing the baby carriage from side to side. She was admitted to the hospital in Tamworth where she was diagnosed with postnatal depression and she spent a couple weeks recovering there. Um, but no worries. Right after being released, uh, she placed her two-month-old baby on a railway line shortly before a train was due to come through. She stole a fucking axe, went into town, and threatened to kill several people. And a man, you're going to love this, a man known in the district as Old Ted. <laughs> I love it already. Old Ted. Old Ted. And that's in quotes, old Ted was apparently foraging near the railway line. And so he found the baby and rescued her before the train came through. Apparently it was like only minutes before the train passed, but I don't know how true that is. It sounds like old Ted made that shit up, but God bless him. Glad he was there. A hunter gathering (laughs) so that he could save this infant. And later that day, Knight was arrested and taken to the hospital again but apparently recovered. She signed herself out the next day. And they let her do wow. that. Wow. After placing a baby on a railroad track. They didn't give her the baby back, did they? I think they may have. I'm That's pretty sure. I, I think that one was left open-ended. Like, I don't know if we know what happened. to. The, I hope old Ted kept it. 
And now you're mine, baby. She was a girl. I hope full <laughs> dick kept that baby and raised it and taught it foraging skills and never heard it ever. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, cried and then the on ba- its The baby day. was actually the girl from your next. <laughs> oh my God. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> I wish you well, Ted. Um... So a couple days later, following that incident, she sla- Catherine slashed the face of a woman with one of her knives and demanded that the woman drive her to Queensland so that she could find David Kellett. Oh, fuck. The woman escaped after they stopped at the gas station. God bless you. Good job. But by the time the police had gotten there, Catherine had taken a young boy hostage and was threatening him with her knife. The police were able to disarm her. They attacked her with brooms, apparently. This fucking story has everything. The police attack her with brooms and disarm her, and then they admit her to another hospital, another psychiatric hospital. She told the nurses there that she had intended to kill the mechanic at the service station because he had repaired her, um, David Kellett's car. And so that allowed him to leave. And then she was going to kill both her husband and his mother when she arrived in Queensland. His mother for having him. I guess. (laughs) If we follow the line of logic, I guess. When police informed him of the incident, he left his girlfriend and moved to Aberdeen with his mother to support Catherine Knight. What? So he found out that she did all that fucking crazy shit. And he was like, baby, I guess you do love me. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. This is like quintessential redneck. Back. Baby, I'm sorry. No, but usually that shit is like, you know, your man is acting some some bullshit. And so you go a little bit of Carrie Underwood and you fucking bust his windows out of his truck while he's at the local saloon getting half in the bag, shooting pool with the big titted hooker that's like the one in town that everybody's smashed. That's my character, by the way. Yeah. And then, (laughs) so I can say that. Um, And then, you know, he realizes that he actually does love you, despite the fact that you have done thousands of dollars of damage to his personal property. And then he doesn't press charges. And you ride off into the sunset together. Got it. Unfortunately, that's not how it went for Catherine and David. Uh, Catherine was released from this particular psychiatric hospital in August of 1976. And she was released into the care of her mother-in-law and David Kellett. So she actually went to live with him and his mom, who she wanted to fucking kill with knives. Uh, They moved to Woodridge, which is a suburb of Brisbane, where she got a job at the meatworks as a butcher. In 1980, David had another daughter with this woman. And in 1984, um, she decided that she was going to leave him. Oh. She worked through it, girl. (laughs) Okay. So she left him and moved in with her parents in Aberdeen. And then she rented a house, like, in a nearby suburb of Aberdeen. Well, see, now that sounds healthy. Yeah. She moved back to her town. So it's it's so interesting how much Aberdeen plays into the story, and they kind of get into it on crimes that shook Australia. Like, they profile the town really well. And, like... It's so weird how her life takes her away from the town and then back into the town and then away from the town and then back into it. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like a yo-yo effect. Yeah. And when she moved back there, she got a job at that same abattoir that she was working at before as a butcher. Um, But then apparently she injured her back like the next year and went on disability. Okay. So 
Anywho, then she had a couple other relationships. She got with this guy named David Saunders, um, who was a minor, and he moved in with her and her daughters. But then she was, like, really jealous of him. Oh. And they had a yo-yo relationship where, you know, they would fight, they would break up, he would go away, she would beg him to return. And in 1987, uh, she cut the throat of his two-month-old dingo pup in front of him for no more reason than as an example of what would happen if he, if, if, he ever did have an affair. Okay, now, now. And then she knocked him unconscious with a frying pan. Now, if we're trying to teach somebody something, you probably don't want to knock his ass out right after you teach him the lesson. Right? He probably gonna have some memory loss. Yeah. I don't. Are we talking like a good frying pan, like a? Seasoned, I'm imagining it's like, cast iron. Cast I mean, it's iron. Australia, so like I'm, I'm feeling like it's pretty hardy damn. to survive. Why does she have to hurt the damn dog? Yeah, um, it was very sad. I should have probably given a warning about that. Sorry, animal abuse. We gave a warning. We, on top. we gave it gets abuse messy. warnings. Yeah, it gets messy. Um, so then in 1988. Apparently he stayed with her after that because in 1988 he uh, she gave birth to their third daughter, um, and they like bought a house and she decorated the house with animal skins, skulls, horns, rusty animal tracks or traps, leather jackets, old boots, machetes, rakes, and pitchforks. So there are elements to this that I like. Right? Like part, like when we started that list, I was like, ooh, girl, I'm feeling like the animal skins and the skulls and the horns. And especially yeah, like the, mad. the rusty traps and the leather jackets I'm not and mad. the old boots. But then we get to like machetes, rakes, and pitchforks. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, no. maybe, not, maybe not a rake, though. That seems weird to me. A rake. Um, apparently no space was left uncovered. Like it was like to an obsessive degree. Apparently, she had another. Uh, she had another argument with uh, this David Saunders guy, where she hit him in the face with an iron before stabbing him in the stomach with a pair of scissors. And then apparently, he left for a little while, came back, and she had cut up all his clothes and stuff. You know, the usual, with a little bit of extra Australian vibe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. He eventually, like, I think he just left, and then he returned to see his daughter, and then she reported him to the police that he was going to, like, come be abusive or whatever. (laughs) That he was going to be abusive. Yeah, and they actually, like, gave her the Australian equivalent of a separation order, like, or what is that called? Uh, um, Restraining order. Restraining order, Against him. Yeah, they actually, like, honored that. Girl, fine with me. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) I wonder if she threatened the police with, like, a fucking frying pan, too. Um, this woman, I mean, and this is the point of the story where I feel like I really should tell you guys that like, you know, I mean, even she could find love. So if you're single, bitch, it's, you know, a lot of the people that Knight can find love, a lot of the fucking people that we cover have significant others. And I'm just like, you know what? There's hope for single people out there. There is. Get your tender, get your grinder, go, go at it. So in 1990, after David Saunders left, um, she became pregnant by her 43-year-old former co-worker at the abattoir, John Chillingworth, and she gave birth the following year to a boy Damn. who she named Eric. 
damn, all these yeah. kids. I can't keep up with all right? these kids. We are just, I am way too There's a baby on a, on a railroad. You got another another kid. Another daughter. There's another one. Another child with I'm David like, Saunders. Damn. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think the boy is her fourth, her fourth child. And apparently he moved in with her. Their relationship lasted about three years before she left him for another man who she had had an affair with. Fuck. And this man was John Price. So John Charles Thomas Price, you know it ain't good because I didn't say his whole name. He was a father of three when he met Catherine Knight. More kids. Yeah. Apparently, everybody described him as a terrific bloke. Um, and he had had a marriage that ended in 1998. Um... He was well aware of Catherine's violent reputation, and despite that, I guess he really liked her. He said that his kids really liked her. Um, he was making a lot of money working in the local mines, so he was a miner. And apart from some of their violent arguments, he said that he was quoted as saying that life was like a bunch of roses. <laughs> she forced him into saying that. <laughs> Maybe. So she moved in in 1995 into his house, and... In 1998, they fought over him refusing to marry her. In retaliation for that, she videotaped videotaped items. Was that like an Australian accent coming? I out? think it was trying. She to. videotaped. I think it was trying to. <laughs> Crocky. Yeah, I'm turning you Australian. Just literally offended every Australian. Yeah, I did. You know, I can't do your accent on anything other than like really fake, false, horrible stereotypical words yeah so I'm it's sorry. really hard i can never do the o's the o's are interesting yeah i i o's o's sounds more british o's i can't it's not do working it out so anyway they fought over him not wanting to put a ring on it and so she videotaped items that he had supposedly stolen from work and she sent the tape to his boss <laughs> i just imagine her going around he stole this <laughs> he stole this. this. Look, this motherfucker even took this. Apparently, it was just like expired, like medical kits. I guess he needed some band aids, so he was like, "Let me just have this." <laughs> <laughs> it's such a fucking lame thing to steal. If you're gonna steal, like, come on, take bandages. I, mean, I guess. Damn. Probably he needed a fucking medical kit because he was with this bitch. Fucking absolutely. He was probably trying to sew up his own fucking wounds and he shit. I didn't even think about that. fucking needed the goddamn band-aids. I did not even think about that. That is so true, though. Regardless, um, that particular stunt got him fired from the job that he had had for 17 years. What? And remember that money that he was making? He ain't getting it no more because he got fired. Um, Thanks, bitch. Yeah. So that same day, he kicked he kicked her out. And she returned to her own home. Um, and the news of what she had done kind of spread throughout the town. But I guess she got some kind of magic spell, girl, because a couple months later, he restarted the relationship. Damn. But he refused to allow What type of pussy does in. she have? I guess Diamond played it, girl. I don't know. I'm concerned as, like, what is going on here? What type of cat is she throwing all over uh, town, shit. girl? Yeah, I don't know. But he restarted the relationship with her, but he refused to let her move in this time. And apparently <laughs> the fighting was even more frequent, and most of his friends actually kind of, like, disowned him while they were together because 
she wasn't very nice to hang out with, I guess. In February of 2000, now we're kind of zeroing in, um, a series of assaults on Price culminated with Catherine Knight stabbing him in the chest. Mm. Apparently that was the last straw for him, being stabbed in the fucking chest. Most of us hit our breaking points prior to that, however. Um, He kicked her out of the house that day. Um, February 29th, he stopped at the uh, magistrate on his way to work, and he took out a restraining order in an attempt to keep her away from him and his children. Apparently, later that afternoon, he told his co-workers that if he didn't show up at work the next day, it would be because Catherine Knight had killed him. They, understandably, pleaded with him to not go home, but he said that he believed that she would kill his children if he didn't go home. So he arrived home um, on February 29th to find that Catherine Knight, although she wasn't there herself, had sent the children away for sleepover at a friend's house. Oh, thank God. So he spent the evening with his neighbors before he came home. So was she not there? She was at the house, but she had sent the children to sleep over at a friend's house. Okay. So the kids weren't there, but she was there. And so he spent the evening at his neighbor's house and came home at like 11 p.m. Okay. Earlier that day, apparently she had brought bought new black lingerie. And he had videotaped all her children, or she had videotaped all her children while making comments which have since been interpreted as like a like a will of sorts. Like she was going to die. Okay. So she like videotaped the kids and was talking about like what her, I guess her will and testament or whatever, like an oral will and testament. Um, so then she arrived at the house while he was sleeping and she watched TV for a few minutes before she took a shower. And then she woke him up and they had sex. And then he fell asleep. Now... Don't ever want to victim blame anybody. But if you have a fucking crazy ass ex, do not fuck them. Do not. It is always a bad idea. It is 100% of the time a bad idea to fuck your ex if your ex is crazy. I totally understand, like, makeup sex is great and everything, but, like, don't fuck with that, you guys. Because there are so many stories of, like, crazy people that just brings them in closer. And then they get mad when you reject them again. Right. Do not do that. Um, So at 6 a.m. the next day, the neighbor got concerned because his car was still in his driveway and he didn't, like, leave to go to work or anything. And apparently he was very, like, diligent about that. So they sent a a fellow employee over to see what was wrong. Um, Both the neighbor and the worker tried knocking on um, Price's bedroom bedroom window to wake him. But then they alerted police after they noticed blood on the front door of the house. Police arrived at 8 a.m. They broke down the back door. They found his body. And they found Catherine Knight comatose from having taken um, a bunch of pills. Some type of pill. She had apparently stabbed Price with a butcher's knife while he was sleeping. And according to the blood evidence, he woke up and tried to turn the light on before attempting escape while Catherine chased him through the house. He managed to open the front door, so that's how the blood got on the front door. And he actually got outside, but he either stumbled back inside or was dragged back into the hallway where he died as a result of blood loss. I feel like she probably jerked his ass back inside. Maybe, yeah. Um, 
So later that night, she went to Aberdeen and like she went into town and withdrew $1,000 from his ATM account. And his autopsy revealed that he had been stabbed 37 times in the front and the back of his body. And a lot of the wounds like got his vital organs. Yeah. So um, now we get to the really gruesome part. Like that was the murder part and it was really bad. But like now it's like really, really bad. So if the gory details bother you guys, this is it. Um, Several hours after he died, Catherine Knight skinned John Price and hung the pelt, that was the word that was used, from a meat hook um, right above the like living room. Um, And there was actually a guy on the special that said uh he was a policeman and when he entered the room he he thought that it was like a like a boho curt like bead curtain type like, oh my god yeah like awful. like he didn't realize what it was at first because your mind doesn't automatically i mean i guess if there. she had like all these other animal skins and shit right. hanging up everywhere it would probably like blend in so they didn't realize that um that's what it was until he touched it and oh, then he realized that's no. what it was Um, then she decapitated him and she cooked parts of his body and she served it with baked potato, pumpkin, beetroot, zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash, and gravy. Okay. There are elements of this that I like. No, (laughs) you're not allowed to say this now. All the vegetables. (laughs) Baked potato. Vegetarianism. Okay. Okay, not de- the head, decapitated though. head. Okay, nah, not, and not um, human flesh. Not there. So she um, served it on the dinner table at two different settings, and she put notes beside each plate. And you guess what the notes said? Uh, were they name plates? Uh huh. They were the names of his children. So she set plates for his Is children it bad that I, on the dinner I, table I, <laughs> with his name on them. Is it bad that I guessed that? What does that say? I don't know. I'm worried about you. God. It says that we've been doing this podcast too long. Um, Apparently a third meal was like thrown onto the back lawn and it suggested like that was kind of like weird, right? And it suggested that she cooked that one for herself and she tried to eat it but couldn't get through it and then threw it out on the back yard. Okay. Um. She claims that she has no memory of anything, but, you know, it's speculated that that might be a thing. So where did the head go, right? Yeah. Um, Into the crock pot with a bunch of veggies, apparently. Yep. That is awful. Apparently, the it was still warm um, between like 104 and 122 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, that indicated that it had been cooked in the early morning. Um, sometime later, Catherine had arranged the body with uh, the left arm draped over an empty soft drink bottle and the legs crossed. Apparently, this was supposed to be, like in court it came out that like this was an act of defilement that was supposed to demonstrate her contempt for him. She had apparently left a note on top of him and it was blood-stained and covered with small pieces of flesh. And the note read, Time got you back, Jonathan, for raping my daughter. You too, Beck, for Ross, for Little John. Now play with Little John's dick, John Price. 
What the fuck? And it's all like horribly misspelled. She was out of her fucking mind. Um, whatever accusations were made in that note, like about him raping her daughter or whatever, all of that was found to be totally groundless. It okay. was not. Nobody who looked into the case could find any sort of evidence of that at all. Um, so um, she was offered a plea um, to plead guilty to manslaughter, and she rejected it. And so she went to trial, and she entered a plea of not guilty. Okay, cool. Um, so as you can imagine, um, the trial didn't take too terribly long. Um, I wouldn't imagine that it would. No, you know. Um, so she had a psychiatric ex- a, a assessment done um, to see if she understood the consequences of a guilty plea and if she was fit to make such a, a plea. Um, and her legal team defended her. They claimed that she had amnesia and disassociation. Um, interestingly, most of the psychiatrists supported those claims that she had amnesia and disassociation, but they considered her sane. Um, and two of them concluded that she suffered from borderline personality disorder. You think. <laughs> right. She suffered from some of them. Um, so regardless... She ended up filing a guilty plea, but she refused to take responsibility for her actions. And I don't know exactly how that works in Australian like court because Australian court is very weird and very different from our court system. Um, but she ended up filing a guilty plea after all, but she refused to take responsibility for her actions. And at her sentencing hearing, um, they her lawyers actually requested that she be excused so that she didn't have to hear some of the facts of her own case. What the fuck? And... They said, fuck no. So they were like, no, you're going to be here. Um, when she, when Timothy Lyons took the stand, who was one of the people involved in the, um, in the case, I think he was a police officer, and he described the skinning and the decapitation of John Price, Catherine Knight became hysterical and had to be sedated. So on November 8th, um, Catherine was sentenced to life imprisonment. Um, the judge refused to fix a non-parole period, and he ordered that her papers be marked never to be released. And that was the first time that that had ever been that that sentence had ever been imposed on a woman in the whole history of Australian wow. law. Um, in June 2006, Knight appealed her life sentence, claiming that a penalty of life in prison without the poli- possibility of parole was too severe for the killing. The fuck. No, I I think you're you're right where you need to be, ma'am. Yep. As you ima- as you can imagine, that got shot the fuck down, um, and the justices that ruled on that case said that this was an appalling crime, almost beyond contemplation in a civilized society. Yeah, that's um, that's insane. That has a lot of all right. So first of all, that case has a lot of elements to it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a lot going on. Uh, she's a little she's a little crazy. Yeah. Um, but I just cannot fathom. I mean, again, not to victim blame, but I just cannot fathom why anyone would think that that is okay and like would continue to engage with that person, especially mm-hmm. someone who is so so. That's the like thing how that, she is. Yes, like that's the thing that kills me about that case is like 
you know, obviously she was no stranger to abusive relationships and abusing people. But it's just like, why do these dudes keep going back? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, I just, I, and I mean, I guess, you know. It's almost like, well, it's almost like a reversed what we typically see mm-hmm. with women who go back to abusive men. Yeah. You know what you I mean? mean like you t- it's like in a, it's like the roles are reversed a little bit. Yeah. Cause we all, you hear a lot about, you know, women going back to abusive mm-hmm. men and all of this. And that's very highlighted. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to see like these men like, keep coming back to yeah. her for, for what? Honey? But that, for that shit happens. For that crystal pussy, honey. I what? Guess. I don't understand. I no. Guess. I mean, uh, uh-uh. I don't get it. It's just, but that happened, you know, I mean, that's part of our society that is not so great is that like men are abused too, but men are less, less likely to speak out against it. And it's like men will stay in abusive relationships. Because it's like a hit at your masculinity. Right, right. And it's just like. (sighs) A very ridiculous way of thinking, especially when this bitch hits you upside the fucking head with a damn frying pan and she fucking slices people and like, no, and I'm sorry. Slices people in their fucking face? Like, why did she not go to jail for that? Jail. 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 Exactly. (laughs) But I mean, and also, but also though, it's just frustrating because you had kids involved. You know what I mean? Why would you allow your children? Like, I understand like, okay, whatever you feel like, if that's like a hit at your masculinity, Yeah. you know, be that as it may, you have kids. This bitch is not right. well. And those and, have got to come first. Right. I don't, like, I just don't understand that yeah. personally. Like I said, not to victim blame anybody or anybody yeah. that is, like, struggling. I mean, we don't because know it what can be hard yeah, to get out of those relationships. Yes. Like, there are so many other elements. But I just know for me personally, like, you're not coming for my fucking kids. If you are a threat yeah. to them, like, yeah, no. Yeah. No. It's crazy. I mean, the fact that she didn't get locked up for all the shit that she did. Right. She should have been in jail. Yeah. Yep. 100%. So, that's... Well, all right. So... So, that's my case, That's your case. All right. Why don't you bring your case? My first murder case. I'm so excited. I wish I had bought you a cake. I don't typically do murder. Well... Yeah, I don't typically do murder. That's not something that I typically gravitate towards. If you guys have been listening, you know, I typically like um, the fantasy, the mysticism, Mm -hmm. the occult. Mm -hmm. Like, that's creatures, especially, like, Mm -hmm. uh, urban legends. Like, that's typically my my bag, right? That's what I like to carry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this one is, this is new for me, so bear with me. Little did Kenny know that his segment would be sliced and diced like a teen girl in a bad 80s slasher. So yes, unfortunately guys, our audio program, for whatever reason, just decided to completely chop up uh, my segment uh, for today's episode, uh, completely beyond repair, not quite sure why. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably upload something to the Facebook group so that way I can talk about it there and you guys can hear uh, my first uh, my first murder uh, case that I was really excited to bring to you. So yeah, unfortunately it is what it is, but hey, got to roll with the punches here, folks. This is the Trash Podcast. 
So again, uh, join us on Facebook, our yes. Facebook group at the Haunted Heart Podcast. You can follow us on all of our social medias, also at the Haunted Heart Podcast. No, you cannot. And Twitter, yes, we're can. the Haunted Heart. Whatever. Instagram, we're the Haunted Heart Podcast. We didn't fucking think that through. Shit. Email us at the Haunted Heart Podcast at gmail.com. Send us any type of bullshit that you want to send us. Yes. Anything that you want us to mention on the show or talk about. Like, yep. We love listener submitted shit. So yep, and on our Facebook group, we will um, we are starting our haunted heart uh, book, book club. club. So if you want to join that, please do. We are starting uh, by reading the House of Leaves. So you can join our Facebook group, read up on that, um, and you can catch the details there. Yes, we're really excited for that. Yep, and uh, yeah, we're really excited to uh, get involved with that with you guys. We're gonna and see how that fucking goes. That book is supposed to be a fucking trash fire, so yep. it's perfect for us, I guess. Yep. Um, check out our Patreon. You can uh, subscribe there, get some cool shit. We will be posting. We've got some plans there um, for some more things that we will be posting for you guys. And yeah. I think that's it. So I guess it's time to sign off. All right. All right, guys. You ready? You ready? You ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? All right. One, two, three. Until next time. Stay spooky.